everybody to the You Heard It Here First podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Young. Happy to be here today, this morning, this lovely morning. The sky was pretty this morning. Did you see that? The sky was beautiful. It was very pretty. On this Tuesday of voting. Tuesday voting day. Church is busy. Church is very busy, but not for us. Not for us. There's three people in the front of church. Everybody's in the back. Anyway, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Sammy? I'm swell. Got my Starbucks. I got one of their holiday drinks. A grande iced sugar cookie almond milk latte. (laughs) You have a weird relationship with coffee that makes you uh, giggly. How many coffees are you up to these days? During the day? Yeah. Cups. Cups. (laughs) Um, I think I drink like four or five cups. Four or five. Well, some days it's only like three. Anywhere from three to five, probably. One of the things that I find difficult about coffee is that when you make a pot, mm-hmm. it's like 12. Yeah. But it's 12 six-ounce cups. Oh. So, so what is that really? Well, it's 60 ounces, which is, you know, it sounds like you're drinking 12 cups of coffee. But really, it's only eight, seven and a half. You drink a pot of coffee a day? I drank, let's see here, 60 ounces. Like today, I'll probably have 60 ounces. 6D or 16? 6D. 60. That's a lot of coffee. I know, but it's the only way I can keep going. Yeah, I guess you're a, a, a busy human. I mean, human. people wonder why I, you know, have energy. That's why. Is that the vibe you give off? Is energetic? Clearly not. <laughs> I just don't know that I've heard that before about you. I will try to be less. No, that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) Not all of us can be cups of coffee. (laughs) Listen, it's the way the Lord made me, okay? I think it's great. Let me be this way. Can you imagine if every single person on staff was a woohoo? Yeah, it'd be a lot. We'd all be woohooing each other. It'd be a lot. And then, you know, some of us have to be like you've implied I am. Boring. (laughs) That's not what I was saying. Anyway, Sammy, anyway, you told me that the people I, have a question. That you have a question for me. The people. The people I, have I'm a question for you. Who these people are. I'm not at liberty to okay. say who the people are, but well, the people. I know who the people are based on the question. No. When you wear a button-up shirt, mm. and like I have a button-up on today, and there's buttons on your wrists, mm-hmm. you always have them unbuttoned, and not, rarely rolled up. Why do you not? Why do you why do you do that? <laughs> this is a really important question. It's very important. Uh, it's probably unconscious. <laughs> really? You just leave them unbuttoned and don't think anything of it? If I had these unbuttoned right now, I would go nuts. <clears throat> uh, my wrists feel imprisoned when that I was have them my guess. buttoned. So typically I roll them, but sometimes uh, if I do that, uh maybe colder or Hmm. so i it's really it's unconscious i don't have a good reason like yesterday you wore a button up and i looked and they were not buttoned on the Hmm. ends of your sleeves oh yesterday yeah that's why yesterday i wore a button up that's probably a little small for me Hmm. so unfortunately i have to buy if i want a shirt to fit it needs to be a tall Hmm. But those are hard to come by because I have a longer torso. 
which is clearly what the people want to hear, <laughs> uh, in order to stay tucked in. And the length of the arms, uh, you get extra arm too, mm. so that it's easier for your button to stay on. But I don't think I've ever seen a button though. Well, Do you ever a lot of it? the shirts that I have are not talls. Oh. And so I have to unbutton them. Otherwise, when I stick my arm out, they get stuck. Yeah, that's annoying. Why not so, just roll it once? Or you just don't care? I I don't care. Oh, interesting. That is a really fascinating question, though. I'm really glad you asked me that this morning. Well, people probably Those have are things, wondered. So my sister, mm-hmm. uh, my younger sister, Kim, mm-hmm. is someone who, on a Sunday morning, she will remember what everyone wore. Really? <gasps> that's so, bad for outfit repeaters. So if you were at church and were like, oh, I met so-and-so, but I can't remember their name. And she would say, oh, well, that person wore, a, you know, a green blouse with black slacks and hmm. slacks. I sound like my grandma. <laughs> uh, she would remember what everyone wore, their hairstyle and everything, but she won't remember their name. She'll just be able to tell you where. Like... Hmm. So the people pick up on different things. Yeah. You clearly pick up on. I oh, the have noticed it, but the people asked me the to people. ask. Hmm. I just thought it was part of your style. I have no style. You should know that. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anything else we should talk about this morning? No, I think I think we've covered the bases here. Who do we have on the podcast today? Stan Keen is coming in for an interview today. Stanley. I love calling him Stanley. Really? Yeah, I'm not sure why. Does he say anything when you call him Stanley? No. Oh. I actually get to, uh, have gotten to know Stan pretty well because we okay. sit next to each other in choir. So it's been kind oh, of fun. Nice. So I'm looking forward to the podcast yes. and learning a little bit more about Mr. Keen. Yes, he's very nice. He is. He came on a California mission trip with us a few years ago. So. Oh, that's the one that everyone says was the best. It was the best. Maybe it's because he went. Probably. He had some good stories that I'm going to ask him about today on the nice. podcast. So we'll see. That's that's who's on the podcast today. Stay tuned for Mr. Stan Keen, everybody. Everybody. All righty. Stan Keen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here today. Glad to be a part of it. Great. How's your morning been so far? Well, I was raking leaves for a while, and so I got a little tired. Good break now. Nice. Did you have a lot of leaves in your yard? I have a lot of leaves. Yeah. Big oak trees and a lot of leaves. Nice. Anything else exciting happening this week or pretty chill? Eh, Just a normal week. Great. Pretty normal. Great. Well, we have you on the podcast today to talk a little bit about your volunteering. A lot of times when people think of Stan Keen, they think of he's the guy that does a lot of volunteering and service work, isn't he? At least that's what I think. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But before we get to that, can you take... A few minutes to introduce yourself, a little bit about your family, maybe some hobbies, your work history, things like that. Okay. I graduated from McBain Northern Christian in 1961. Nice. And came to Grand Rapids when I was 18 in November of that year. Got married in August the following year uh, to my high school sweetheart, Carol. And we both worked for a year after that. And then I went to Davenport College for two years. Got a degree in accounting and practiced that for a number of years until 
one of the owners of the Burton Building Products came to me and asked me if I'd be willing to sell products. Mm. And I said, well, I'll give it a try. And so I say I've tried that for the next 35 years. Oh, nice. <laughs> 35 years. That's a long time. Yeah, it was quite a while. Yeah. Was selling building products. I enjoyed it. Nice. So that's your main work history is working there for 35 years. Yes. yes. Then after, after that business closed in 2001, I went to work for a company in, in uh, South of Holland selling building products. Okay. And I could feel in my mind that that business was about to close. And so mm. I was going to be 62 in November. And I told the boss, I said, I'm going to retire and go on Social Security and found a part-time job for um, Aukerman Development in Zealand and later in Hudsonville. Mm -hmm. And I worked part-time for them for oh, almost 10 years. And I told them I wasn't smart enough to quit, that you'd have to tell me when <laughs> my job was done, you'd have to fire me. So that's eventually what happened. Perfect. <laughs> nice. Um, great. So outside of that, what are some of your hobbies? What do you like to do when you weren't working or now that you're not working? What do you, what fills up your time? It doesn't take much to fill my time, but <laughs> I do, I still do enjoy volunteering I volunteer two days a week at the Calvin Christian resale shop on 28th street. Nice twice. Nice. Thursdays and Fridays. I volunteer there. Okay. That's almost enough to keep me busy. Nice. And you mentioned that you married your high school sweetheart. Is Carol the only person you ever dated? Do I remember that correctly? Yes, she is the only person yes. I ever dated. So how long have you two been married? We were married 60 years in August. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. Great. Um, so kind of jump, anything else we should know about you? Anything that people might not know? Well, I had, uh, I have three brothers and one sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have three sons, all married. Nice. And six granddaughters and one grandson. Nice. And three granddaughters that are now married. Awesome. And we have one great granddaughter. Nice. Who is now eight months old. Very exciting. So you had three boys and most of them had girls? Yes. Our only grandson is a senior at South Christian. Okay. Nice. He's a little feller. He's, uh, he, he joined the National Guards. Okay. And we went down to boot camp down in South Carolina to see him graduate from that this summer. Very cool. And he is a six foot six, 18 year six old. Six foot six. Holy cow. Very tall. Yeah. He out uh, grew all of us by a few inches. I thought you were serious when you said he was a little feather, but <laughs> you were joking. He's very tall. Nice. And he's a senior at South. Yes. Does he play any sports or anything? He runs cross country. Okay. Yep. Nice. Very nice. And jumping to the next part about you, how long have you been a member here at First Cutlerville? About 10 years. Okay. We had been members at uh, Rogers Heights most of our married life until they closed about 10 years ago. And we had started coming here and enjoyed it and still enjoy it. It's nice. We, we really enjoy it here. Great. Are there any ministries that you're involved in or you and Carol are both involved in? No, not specifically. No. Uh, just kind of hit and miss here and there. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Um. Just a few more introduction questions about yourself that I got from Pastor Josh. So you can filter these if you want, I guess. Um, but he mentioned that you guys sit next to each other in choir and that you enjoy music. Is choir the main music part of your life? 
that's about the only thing that I do musically. Yes. Okay. And I'm not really, really musically inclined. And so I have to learn my part. I can't mm. uh, just see the music and read it. Okay. But fortunately, I have Pastor Josh on one side and Daryl Dykos on the other. And Perfect. With the two of them, I can kind of fill in most of it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, they're both good singers, so they're good they ones are. to be they're listening to. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But you also mentioned before we started that you've been involved in choirs at other churches. Yes, I was involved in a high school choir. Okay, nice. Uh, which was an a cappella choir, which we had in high school. And then uh, at Rogers Heights, I sang in that choir. Yeah, most of the years that we were there. Mm -hmm. Nice. Just kind of a fun extra thing for you to do. Right. Yeah. Right. Nice. Great. And then my other question from Pastor Josh is about gardening. Do you have a garden plot at church? I do have a garden plot here, uh, small. Mm -hmm. I was in charge of coordinating the garden space for seven or eight years. Oh, yes. Uh, setting up the plots and getting the hoses out and doing watching that. And, uh, but now this past year, Daryl and Ruth pretty much took that over. And I still, uh, once in a while, I go out there and monkey around, put some, uh, picked up a lot of the stakes and now it'll have to be worked up this fall Okay. and the spring. So you got to pick up all the corner stakes and, mm -hmm. and do that. Yeah. Yep. Is that something you enjoy doing? I do, but it's getting more and more work for me also. Yeah. I believe it. Great. Well, like I mentioned at the beginning, we're talking a little bit about your volunteering and serving. Um, so can you tell us what organizations you have volunteered with? Well, I started out at Rogers Heights. Um, I went with the young people hmm. once to Kentucky, once to North Carolina. And the year I lost my job um, at Burton Building Products, mm -hmm. they were going to Guatemala. And I ended hmm. up going to Guatemala with the young people there. Nice. After coming to First Cutlerville, I went to Niagara Falls with the young people. Hmm. And also to California with the young people. Yes. And I very much enjoy going with the young people because they're always, I, I can learn a lot from them. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they appreciate having you there too. Do you have any highlights from any of those trips? Well, just some of the, the interesting and the spiritual enlightenment that you get from some of the kids. And it's, it's amazing to me how spiritually mature a lot of these young people are, mm -hmm. and to hear them speak at night and uh, yeah. meetings, uh, it's, it's just a joy to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so on some of those trips, what kind of, oh, you already said where, but what kind of work do you do on these trips? With the young people, it's usually uh, small repair jobs when we went to Kentucky with the young people, it was uh, down in the hollers of Kentucky, mm -hmm. and you're dealing with a lot of people that are very much in poverty. Mm -hmm. uh, the young people, when we went to California, we actually ended up uh, picking weed seeds yes. for reproduction of, of the grasses. Yes, that was that very interesting. I remember doing that, and it was kind of hard to explain to the kids what we were doing. But it's a necessary thing to have reproduction of the mm -hmm. grasses in the in the parks. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cool. 
Um, so those are trips that you've done with student groups, but you've done some individual trips as well, correct? Or with smaller groups? I've gone out with World Renew mm -hmm. probably a total of close to 40 times in various places. Oh, wow. Um, long term, long trips was I went to th Puerto Rico three times. Mm. I was invited to go to Saipan, which is a small island way out in the Pacific, south of Guam, mm -hmm. uh, once. Um, and overall, I think we've, we, our, our first trip, it's interesting, um, Chuck Hulk, former member here at First Cutlerville, mm -hmm. invited me to go to Gulfport, Mississippi with him with World Renew. Mm. And we were going to be gone for two weeks. But, and this was going to be over Thanksgiving mm -hmm. on I believe it was on, we got there, started working on Monday. And I think it was on Tuesday afternoon that Chuck got a call that his wife, Barb, had fallen mm. and broken her kneecap, I believe it was. Mm. So what did we do? We worked yet Wednesday and Chuck checked about possibly getting a return trip home somehow. Mm -hmm. And finally I said, Chuck, you're not going to be able to work. Let's just go home. Mm -hmm. So on Thanksgiving morning, we started out on a 850-mile trip mm. and got home all the way on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, nice. When I got home, my wife said to me, you're not, you're disappointed, aren't you? And I said, yes, I am. I said, I was really looking forward to working this two weeks down there. Yeah. Well, she said, what would you think if I would go with you? Would you go back? And I said, let's go. So wow. I called the site superintendent on Friday morning mm -hmm. arranged to for Carol and I to go back. Mm -hmm. And on Friday and Saturday, we drove down there and we worked the next week Perfect. and then came back home. And that started my excitement for working for, well, at that time it was called CRWRC, mm -hmm. but now World Renew. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did that many, many times. Uh, after that, first we were just volunteers. She worked in the kitchen and I work on a construction site. Okay. And then after the first couple of years, uh, we were invited to be uh, site managers. Mm. And so we became site managers. And site managers are required to uh, set up all the rooms for the volunteers, coordinate with, mm. to get cooks, coordinate mm -hmm. with the construction supervisor, uh, when the jobs are, go out and buy groceries. And it could be anywhere from 12 to, I think the most we ever had was 24 people. Okay. But a lot of work goes in behind the scenes to make sure that those sites right. run smoothly. And World Renew does a very, very nice, good job mm -hmm. of coordinating with construction supervisors, site managers, and the local organization that is doing the uh, managing the reconstruction. Yeah. Cause they're primarily disaster relief, correct? World Renew is disaster relief, but mm -hmm. they have different aspects. Okay. They start out with, uh, needs assess. No, let's see what's here. Um, yes, they start out with needs assessment after a disaster. Okay. And during needs assessment, they send volunteers down to, find out who needs help. Mm -hmm. And most of the people that need help are those that are, that fall through the cracks. 
Yeah. Uh, no insurance, elderly, sick people in the homes, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then, well, actually before, before needs assessment, there's, there's what they call, um, rapid response and rapid response mm. is the teams that go immediately after disaster. There's teams down in uh, Florida right now yeah. helping people that had the hurricane. Ivan. Ian. 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 That's what it is. Hurricane Ian. <laughs> yes. And and then after that goes needs assessment. And then following needs assessment from anywhere from six months to two years after disaster yeah. is when the reconstruction teams go in. Mm -hmm. And they are usually set up in, in semi-permanent housing, okay. schools, churches, uh, vacated, different buildings. And uh, they work anywhere from six months to two years mm -hmm. closing down in the summer because most of the sites are in the southern states where it's just too hot to work yeah in the summer yeah that makes sense i did notice that i'm working on starting to plan our summer mission trip for our high school youth group and i would like to go through world renew it again it's been a couple of years i think california was the last one that we did through world renew and i noticed on their website they have a ton of dates available because there's just so many places that need help right now and it's some of the dates like say like flooding from 2021 and like there's still some stuff from 2022. So these are 2020. So there's still sites that have been been worked on for a long time. Yeah. A lot of these sites, they just get left behind or there's cleanup that goes on and on. Mm -hmm. and that's what they try to do mostly. Yeah. It's a great organization. I really like working with them. They are very organized. They always have a good place for us to stay. And Sue Kuypers, who goes here works there, correct? Yes. And she can oftentimes come and cook for us, which is nice because she's a great cook. Yep. So she's working yes, she is. and she's she gets good. to do cooking what she enjoys. It's a win for all of us. Um, Great. Well, that gave a good picture of what the ministry is and kind of the work that you've done um, with them. Uh, my next question for you is a lot of times doing this kind of volunteer work can be quite impactful for the volunteers and the people involved. Can you tell us one or two stories of people being impacted that come to mind? Oh, there's always interesting stories. Some people, you do the you do the reconstruction, and you never see the people. They mm -hmm. they come into their house, maybe at night, and they're gone when you get back there in the morning. Mm -hmm. But there's there's always those who uh, are so appreciative of the work that gets done. Mm -hmm. I remember one case in uh, South Carolina, I believe it was, where uh, the people just couldn't thank us enough. There was another case down in Louisiana where the the lady who owned the house that we were working on, she provided a a dinner for all of the volunteers. Mm, wow! Uh, on the second week we were there, and generally we work in reconstruction. You were we were assigned pretty much three weeks at a time. Okay. And so she was very very appreciative of all the work we did, and yeah, it was just a lot of willingness to give thanks for for what is being done for them as well yeah absolutely is there anything that comes to mind that how you were impacted by any of these trips any life-changing moments that you saw for you no not specifically it's just that i just enjoy helping people mm -hmm. and volunteering and seeing all the other willing volunteers mm. that are just so glad to get out and we've met a tremendous amount of good Christian people yeah. that have volunteered. 
Uh, one thing that World Renew has is a lot of volunteers from Canada. Hmm. And a lot of the Canadians are first or possibly second generation immigrants from the Netherlands. Okay. And up in Canada, it's always a good place to get away from in the wintertime. So this gives them a perfect opportunity oh, nice. to get away in the wintertime. Yeah. Uh, and, and volunteer. Yeah. So, and we've worked with a tremendous amount of, of good people that we've enjoyed working with. Yeah. Have you stayed like connected to any of the people that you've worked with? Or is it kind of just like a cool time to get to know them on the site? Through Facebook, there's a few that we, we stay connected with. Not close, mm -hmm. but there's a number of people right here in the Grand Rapids uh, area also that yeah. we know and see occasionally. Uh, it's, just, it's just good people to work with. Good. Do you ever go with any other organizations or has it been primarily with church, youth groups, and World Renew? Those are pretty much the organizations that I've gone to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, I do, I do volunteer now. I have for the last seven or eight years at, uh, Calvin Christian's resale shop. Nice twice. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, well, my last question I have for you, um, it's a few part question, I guess, but a few years ago, you mentioned you came on the California mission trip with the high school youth group. And that, um, was a trip that I was on as well. And how do those high school trips differ from your small group or individual or going with Carol? How do those differ? I think a lot of times the young people go with the expectation of having just a good time. Mm -hmm. And I have found over the years that it's amazing how often I find and see that I think their lives have been changed by the ability to help people <clears throat> that have needs. Mm -hmm. I recall specifically down in uh, Guatemala, we were helping with, with people and there was a couple of young girls that were well blessed with financial resources mm. and they were able to help people that had some real uh, physical needs mm -hmm. and they just, their hearts just poured out to those people. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. We've seen that a little bit too with our group. <coughs> As well, a lot of times when Jason Gort goes on trips with us, we kind of take like a collection toward the end of the week to give to the family or to give to the organization just because we see how much of a need there is. And we some weeks you just can't finish everything that you need to get done in that week. So we like to help in other ways as well. And it's been really cool to see the kids give willingly to things like that because you can tell they came at the beginning of the week just wanting to have fun, hang out with their friends. And by the end, you can see their change of heart where they're like, we really made an impact and we want to continue to do so. I think that's probably the thing that has impacted me the most with the young people trips mm -hmm. is the is the growth that you see in them over that week or two weeks that, that they're there mm -hmm. and how, how they can impact people that have great needs. Yeah, absolutely. Great. I love going on service trips as well. And I think... They're very fun, but also very impactful, and it's cool to see um, just how grateful people are for how willing you are to help, but then also see the impact it has on the people that are volunteering as well. Right. I agree totally. Yeah. Great. Well, those are all the questions I have for you today. Anything else you want to add about serving? Anything that we missed on your notes? <laughs> well, I guess I've tried to get people to volunteer at World Renew. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like I've been very successful, mm. but 
there again, people have all their dis- different places where they want to volunteer. Yeah. And I would just like to offer, if anybody would like to see the World Renew uh, office site, they're located mm. in behind T- Tanger Mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be glad to arrange with uh, Chris and the office staff over there just a tour of the building and to show what all that they do and what they can do. World Renew also is a diaconal ministry. There are no quotas. Mm. It is strictly volunteers giving money, mm-hmm. and there's no quota funds there at all. Mm-hmm. They recently moved their entire office staff and everything from 2850 Kalamazoo so that the whole staff is now over there mm. behind Tanger Mall. Okay, so they're all together now in yes. one building. Gotcha. Yeah, sometimes it's hard for people to volunteer because they feel like they have to make this big commitment. But do they have different links? Like, could you do a short, like, four-day trip? Are they flexible with those kinds of things? Or is it pretty strictly, like, a week to three weeks? No, they're they're very flexible. There's, okay. there's a lot of different opportunities. Uh, if you go on the World Renew website, uh, there's there are many different opportunities that they have to, to for volunteers. Okay, great. Yes. So hopefully some people take you up on that offer because I hopefully think it so. is a yes. great ministry as well. Great. Well, thank you again, Stan. Well, it's been my pleasure. Oh, good. Thank you, Sammy. Yeah. Hopefully.